Hey, y'all, I just wanted to make y'all aware of this awesome event coming up. It's the Great Escape Kayak and Canoe Race on October the 14th at the Mulberry Fork from Sipsy to Cordova. Race registration info and t-shirts can be found at kayaksipsy.com. It coincides with the Indian Head Harvest Festival in Cordova, so make plans to stick around for food trucks, great vendors, live music, and the beer tent, and of course support all things local because that's what we're all about here on Pass the Jar. Once again, that is kayaksipsy.com for all information you need to know. Enjoy the episode. My soul, working all day, overtime hours, for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here. Waste my life away Drag back home Drown my troubles away It's a damn shame What the world's gotten to People like me People like you Wish I could just wake up And it not be true But it is All it is Living in the new world With an old soul Richmond, North Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Know what you think, know what you do. Don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end. Cause Richmond, North Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. And I am afraid to hold this microphone the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. Ladies and gentlemen, what you heard before the, our theme music was today's guest, Justice Evans. <sighs> What's up? Crowd goes wild. Of Runaway Ronda. Fuego name. You like it? Now let's get started on that. How'd y'all, how'd, y'all, how'd y'all land on Runaway Ronda? Going right into it. First question. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it rough. Hey, so I saw it and I've always wanted to ask, so right, no time like the present. Now's the time. So I had a, uh, we had a lot of names we were kicking around. Nothing was just like, oh, that's it. But I had a dog that was a runaway and she was a stray and, uh, she had run away when she found me. So I knew uh-huh. she was an old gypsy, yeah. you know, old, old whore dog. Just trapped, <laughs> yeah. Just running the she streets. run up to me. I was working one day and I was getting ready to leave and she just hopped in the truck and I was like, well, I guess you're going home with me now, baby. And uh, named her Rhonda. Fittingly. She hung out for about six months. That's a pretty good time, though. Yeah, for old gypsy, for old gypsy yeah. girl. Yeah. And uh, found her on the side of the road one day. And it, I swore I'd never had a dog. I would have a dog because I get too attached. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so found her on the side of the road, got hit by a car, carried her away. We had practice that night, and I told the guys, I was like, man, I wish Rhonda wouldn't have died. Got run away, you know. And a big cat, our drummer, he's like, man. That's the damn name of the band right there. <laughs> so anybody, I'll give them the long story if they ask, but most people I just tell them, hey, it was old dog I had. She run away. Her name was Rhonda. Here we are. I mean, it's a fly. I know of, the first time I saw it, I misread it. I thought it said Runway Rhonda. Right. Which also, it not would, a bad it would, name. It would work. Not a bad name. Yeah. Runway Rhonda. Yeah, <laughs> Runway Rhonda. A model. Dude, she's out there doing things. Doing that thing. Yeah. Thing, thing. 
That's a gypsy that found a home. We wanted something mysterious, uh, something that made you ask. Yeah. Something because that that leads to conversation with people that are watching us. Mm-hmm. If our name is the Justice Evans Band, there, there's no conversation to be had there. Bet one him up on that stage is named Justice Evans. Yeah, I bet it's that guy singing too. <laughs> Front man. Yeah. Always got to and, and, and you know it's a team effort. I didn't want to. I didn't want to take and not not knocking guys that do that. And and not. I have lots of friends that have band names that are the blank band, mm-hmm. and that's great. No I in team, but there is a me. Right there, you go. And I didn't want to <laughs> do that. So you uh, you do have one of the most unique names around here, Appreciate in my it. opinion. Yeah, the most original. It's not like they just said, oh, yep. That's it. Band name. It actually band came. name generator. Yeah, that's what I was looking for there. It actually came. Right. We wanted a story. We wanted something like I said, mysterious. That's like when Leonard Skinner's plane crashed. They were like, I hope Leonard's all right. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna be asking about Rhonda. You know. <laughs> well, he was a little skinned up, but he came out all right. Hey, listen, Whiskey Myers is still a him as far as a lot of people are concerned. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. But they were a they. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pronouns. Yeah. It's just like Smashley. Like people ask, where'd Smashley come? I from? love that name. Yeah, me and me and our drummer, uh, Big Cat, we play this game all the time called Good Band Name, Bad Band Name. Ooh, and we'll just be riding in the truck on the way to a gig, and he'll be like, oh, "Good Band Name, Bad Band Name." I'm like, mm, "Bad Band Name," but that's a fun. That's a fun. It is. You should start game. doing that. Yeah, you hear. You know, I mean, some of them like the the scream. This is a real band, the Screaming Cheetah Wheelies. Good Band Name, Bad Band Name. Too much. That's bad way too name. much. Yeah, it's like a they mouthful. Were, they were coked out of their gourds when yeah. they came up with that. It's a bad band name. Yeah. Uh, God, I wish I had uh, the guys from Fall City here. It was like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard yes. or something like Whoa. that. Yeah. He was tripping acid yeah. when he made that. Trip, he had to be. Tripping Probably well. looks great on a t-shirt. Oh, absolutely. you don't want to see that on a marquee sign. It promotes great graphics, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, Between the Buried and Me, that's a uh, metal band. They're really good. That's... I feel like for metal band names, though, you can get away with that. Yeah, and it just all looks like tree trunks. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I mean, I like I like some metal every now. And then. There's a time and place for all of it. Right there. Major metalcore guy. Yeah. 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 That's in my that's my gym. That's in your DNA. Every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I got pulled over today by a state trooper, and I was just blaring some. I don't even know who it was. Oh, I do know who it was. There's a band called Unity TX. Yeah, or Unity Texas. I yeah. know, but it's a all black metal band. And when I tell you, it, it's like they've perfectly married rap and metal. I could I could run my head through some sheetrock, let me tell you. Okay. Right. Canley's heard that. I bet he has. Canley listens to some off-the-wall stuff. Yeah. I kind of keep it basic when yeah. it comes to metalcore. Yeah. That's okay, too. Yeah. I, mean, I think the – well, I mean, I've listened to, like, Muse because either you or Seth has put me on it. You mean Maylene? No, Maylene and Sons of Disaster is very good. I mean, I've also listened. To, ain't they're there from one called Birmingham. Muse? There's a band called Muse, but they're not metal. It's not metal. metal. Okay, well, maybe kinda there's like, a song called Muse by this. Ah, oh, dude, that's gonna bother me. They're kind of like Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe it came up on a Spotify shit that after I don't know. But yeah, Maylene and Sons of Disaster are from Birmingham. Yeah. What's what? Who was the one that uh, me, you, Juicy, and Seth we were in that group chat, and Seth was telling us about them. They had that huge like orchestra sound. God, I don't even remember. But yeah, that. Yeah, cool. We'll have to go back. Yep. This has been talking metal because I want to. I want to <laughs> hear about that too. So, Justice, give us a little bit of a background on you, man. Uh, Speaking of talking metal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do we start? Transition man? king. Uh, 
metal meets metal when he's around. Yeah, I'm telling you. So, uh, just to st- just take it from the beginning, man. Music has not always been my number one dream. I always loved music and thought, you know, it'd be awesome to do. And and watching, uh, going to concerts and things like that, I was like, man, it must be so freaking cool to be that guy up there. Any one of them. And I just totally respect the whole, the aspect of a band, how guys can be together and just in the pocket. And and that's just cool to me. So I kind of brushed it off. I played guitar. Well, I, I held a guitar in the third grade talent show with a buddy of mine who is now the drummer for the Rowdy Creek Band. Oh, nice. So we played the third grade talent show together. Love those guys. Yeah, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap in the third grade. So that was kind of the face of everybody at Memorial Park (laughs) Elementary School. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, these guys, you know, they got some cool parents. But no, so anyway. Their parents definitely burned their arms (laughs) with cigarettes. Where's y'all's burn barrel at? Because I know y'all got one. Yeah. Uh, So I was, I raced. Um, I wasn't. I'll be straight up honest with you. I was terrible at ball sports. Didn't have any interest in it. My dad played football. Uh, was really good, and I tried it. And I was like, "It's just I'm just not like mean enough. I don't I don't want to go hit my friends. You know, yeah. like this doesn't. It's gonna kill my body, and I don't think it's fun. So we started racing go karts. I raced go karts at a pretty young age. I raced till I was up, you know, in fifth, sixth grade, and had a pretty nasty wreck. Hung it up for a while. Did nothing really, um, and then. By the time I was in 11th grade, I started racing cars. That's what my dad did. He was he made it to NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and lost his sponsorship. And it was that was all I ever wanted to be was just like my dad. And so I was kind of following in his footsteps and wanted to be in every piece of paper I ever brought home, brought home from school. What do you want to be when you grow up? It was a NASCAR driver. Yeah. I did that from 11th grade on to up until the past year, I would say. Yeah. And uh, when you start having to pay for all that out of your own pocket, you start to realize – what are we doing this for? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm taking, How attainable is the right, dream? Right. I'm taking a lot away from my kids, a lot away from my wife. Um, and, and and this is a really and, – and I still have tons of racing buddies and a racing family, but it's a very selfish me sport. And it's just something I – as I grew up, I was like, man, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> um, and now the, the 30 minutes I get – it's like waiting on a roller coaster ride at Six Flags. You can uh, – you know, you'll wait – for four hours and enjoy 30 seconds of a roller coaster mm-hmm. and you work on that car all week it's like going on a date with me <laughs> there you go then there's that <laughs> it was only 30 seconds but boy was it by fun. god but yeah you'll remember it the rest of your life there it's you go. uh you know working on the car all week your midnights late nights and, and if you want to win that's where you have to be mm-hmm. anyways to make a long story even longer um i i've got over 35 feature wins in, in a car done and seen raced all kinds of different cars i raced about a month ago a guy called me up and asked me to drive one of those little cars with a motorcycle engine in them oh heck yeah we got lucky and i ended up winning i hadn't <laughs> been in a car in over a year right. uh but i mean that feeling you know like i was saying the the, the 30 minutes you're in that car nothing will ever touch it mm-hmm. yeah um so it's <clears> like riding a bike right it's it's a it's the most freeing fa- i don't think about anything else in the whole world other than beating these guys out here with me it's probably smart though yeah yeah not not really a sport you want to be distracted in. Right. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be texting. No. <laughs> but anyways. I so. can be dangerous. <laughs> oh, oh, what's his face from my Talladega Nights? I'm coming for you, Ricky Booby. But uh, so the, we, we kind of, I had I had uh, my, which we had, we adopted a little girl. Her name's Brooklyn. She's my oldest. She's 10. And I have Hazel. She is two. And she is pulled out of her daddy's ass. Mm. Um, so I'm paying for Love my raisin. And then I have, I have Georgia. She is uh seven months and so i really wanted to be with them yeah 
Well, anyways, we, we kind of quit racing, and, and the COVID stuff came around. And I I, I had bought a, this guitar that I played here uh, for the intro, and I was like, man, I, I really want to pursue music. And uh, with my stimulus check, I bought a PA and a microphone and a little TC Helicon pedal. I was like, well, hell, I'll just do it myself, you know, and, and, and just start. Cause I, and then I went to, uh, I went and played with Rowdy Creek band and they were like, man, you know, we really, we really don't need anybody. And, and I kind of got to the point where I was like, instead of building a chair to sit at someone else's table, I think I'm just going to build my own table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, and, uh, that's a sermon. That's where, that's where we went, man. And I, one night I called up big cat, our drummer. And, and I said, and he's a, he's actually kin to my wife. And I said, Hey man, I've got some stupid ideas. And uh, he's like, what you got, cuz? And I said, well, man, I want to start a band. And I have not played a show in front of people yet other than mm-hmm. my wife. You know, and I was like, I don't even know if I could do this. And I was so, always so scared of what other people thought about me and how I, was, how I would sound mm-hmm. to others. I was like, well, nobody, I never really thought I could do it. And I was like, you sound like you just hopped off the turnip truck. Nobody's going <laughs> to listen to you. But anyways, I called him up. And he was like, hell yeah, cuz, let's do it. I'll come play drums with you. We played a wedding uh, reception. Made $1,700. That'll turn you on to it. And I was like, hey, Kat, I think we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it spiraled downhill from there. <laughs> and I met I met a, another mutual friend over, you know, three years ago, Corey, our lead guitarist, big guy. And, he, man, he he's like a brother to me now. And little did I know, I, I found a video from uh, Snapchat not long ago uh, when we went to his house. We were singing – like karaoke and harmonizing with each other and this was before i ever picked up a microphone but didn't even realize didn't it. even re- like we were both you know pretty deep in the in the uh trail sodas there uh-huh. you know getting turned on and i was like holy crap this was we didn't even know each other who yep. we were right there <clears throat> so he was kind of fangirling my facebook i would post videos of me singing here and there and i noticed he was liking everything so the mutual friend that introduced me to Corey, i hit him up i was like hey you think Corey would want to start another band because he'd been in a band before and he's like well, hell i don't know message him and ask him and I texted Corey. I've still got the messages, uh, the screenshots from it. But it was in January of 22, I think. Yeah, 22 is when I texted him. I said, hey, man, uh, thinking about putting a band together, would you be interested in playing lead with us? And I'm telling you, I couldn't even get the message typed. He sent back, send me your set list. When are we practicing? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So he jumped on board. We played one show with him. I was looking for a bass player. And then, um, like, literally, these guys are like my brothers. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love them. I would, I would take a bullet for any of them. And and he uh, he was like, well, man, we've got this one guy. He plays lead guitar, but he might want to play bass. And he was like, well, sure. I, is he is he cool? And they're like, yeah, he's he's cool. We'll, we'll call him over. So Corey called Daniel over, our bass player, and he showed up, man. And I'm talking about for him. And I had a bass because I went and bought one. I traded one of my electrics in. I was like, I'm not going to have an excuse if we find somebody that's like. I want to play bass, but I don't have a bass guitar. Well, here, here you here go. You go. Yeah. <clears throat> he stepped right in there and went to thumping and bumping, man, and he has – Started slapping. Yeah, man, and he's evolved so much as a musician since we've been playing, but that's pretty much how we ended up where we are now. <laughs> so so how at what age did you kind of realize you could sing? Two years ago. Really? Yeah, I had no clue. Like, I, I would get in the beers and karaoke my little heart out. Yeah. And I, I know every word to Kid Rock, Cocky, and that would be my like my party trick. <laughs> and uh, the people were like, yeah, hey, man, you're good. You know, I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on rocking. We're all drunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've all been drinking. You know, you're full of it. But 
went, <laughs> well, I <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, that so video's I, starting a freaking renaissance right yeah, now. Yeah. Everybody says that reminds me. I know y'all don't know my dad, but everybody sends me that and says, "This is your dad." <laughs> oh, dude, have y'all seen? I know it's off topic. Me going off topic, crazy. Uh, have y'all seen the video of him dancing on the boat now? Yes. Oh, he's getting with it. Yeah. Yeah. Ripping that air guitar. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh. Where were we? Uh. Well, I was gonna ask a question because when was it you said you bought the guitar? Was that part of the stimulus or was that before COVID? No, that that stimulus check money. So maybe I missed it. And I'm just spaced on it. But have you always grown up playing an instrument, or is this just something like COVID hit? So I ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, I, I played the guitar like for a little bit in third grade, and, and and when you're a third grader, you don't you don't realize what the power you're holding in your hands. Yeah. And I put it down. I mean, I would play at, you know, family Christmas parties, my grandfather's guitar hanging out. I could hit you with a G, C, and D and make a parody song about my grandmother, you know, or something <laughs> funny. And But never really gave it any thought. And then when I was in <coughs> – when I was in – I did that all wrong. Oh, you're good. I was trying to do it out here and didn't. <laughs> right, right, right. When I was in college, I found a uh, Epiphone Les Paul on Facebook for 300 bucks with an amplifier. And a buddy of mine played guitar, and he's got music on Spotify – uh, his name's Cayman Frederick. Cool dude. Super cool dude. And uh, I was like, I'm going to buy me a guitar and start picking because I think what he's doing is cool. Mm-hmm. And I would watch YouTube videos and like learn that and then play that and forget it. But as far as theory goes or remembering anything, I st- hell, I still don't know music. I don't know theory. I pull up my little chord chart and play these chords and sing about, these words. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's basically what I, where I kind of picked it back up was college. Because if you can play guitar when you're in college, you know, free pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not really. I I was I've been with my wife now, my wife for a long time. But that's what I always, people always say. Man, you play guitar? I play. I play. I pick a little. I pick some. I went to a music college, so if you play guitar, you were just a, a dime a freak, dozen. You were yeah. just part of the crowd. Just there. another guy. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that about you. They're like all over the lawn. You just see guitar, guitar, yeah. guitar. And then all of a sudden they start playing together, and I'm like, move. Yeah. I'm trying to go to class because <laughs> I'm an hour late. <laughs> uh, so did you grow up around here in Jasper? I did. I'm born and raised uh, Union Chapel. Well, actually, I, my dad's from Union Chapel. Hell yeah, bro. My, my first house, I, li- I grew up in West Jasper. My mom was a school teacher at West Jasper, and uh, that's where I got all these moves from. All them kids taught me how to dance. That's right. <laughs> so, Shout out to old alternative school. Yeah. Did you grow up close to the golf the old golf course? Uh, so we moved. I, I actually uh, in junior high we moved to Boldo. Yeah, and then I lived over off of Mac Borden Road, uh, right past one of the Dollar Generals uh, right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, the old what do they call it? The, the uh, it's a Sunoco now, the Crown, the yeah. Boldo Crown. Oh yeah, yeah. I was in walking distance from the Crown, and that's where I kind of you know cut my teeth and. Boldo Union Chapel, and then I actually bought the house my junior year of college. I bought the house my dad grew up in that my grandfather built, so I'm right over here on Evans Road, baby. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what did you go to college for? Industrial design. No shit. I swear. Man, that's pretty dope. It's like engineering without yeah. the math. There you go. Sign me Best up. kind there is. Yeah. Hey, anything without the math. So that's kind of like, I've always been artistic, man. I've always liked, I like my sleeve. I've drawn every stitch of art that's on my arm. Um, so You draw y'all's logos? Oh, yeah. All this is. I'm more autistic. That's okay, yeah. too. We have a place for you. 
He's got the tism. I got the tism. Rism, heavy, rism, rism with the tism. Rism with baby. the tism. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, I've I've always liked to draw. My dad could draw, and he kind of taught me. Uh, and I would always like draw rent car cars and shit, just cars, 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 cars. That's yeah. all I ever drew. And then I actually found the program because I wanted to design prosthetic limbs and like custom prosthetics. Well, I got into it, and I was like, man, yeah, yeah, you know. But they have a summer program. I went to Auburn. Um, yeah. Or damn. Yeah. So there's that. I grew up an Alabama fan. I really don't give a shit about football now. Okay. At least you're somewhere in the middle here. But so like I, to Cody Jinx. Uh, yeah. I'll. But either way, I'm not talking about football. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. So they have a summer program. You have to qualify. You have to be a uh, top 45. And there was 80 students that came into this, and I finished ninth in the program. So we, we had a pretty good show in there for Old Walker County. Yeah. Down at the old Auburn on the plains, um, put the six four on the map. Yeah, and then anyways, it's just like it's like product design. It's it's this. It's a really cool major. I would. I mean, anybody that's artistic and and it's great. Like filter for product design. They have a lot of companies that pull. Like, I designed a creeper for Ryobi. Like you roll under cars with. Mm-hmm. It runs yeah. off the one plus battery. Has lights on it. It's in production now. So. Shit fire, dude. That's yeah. dope. <clears throat> yeah, like. Do you hold patents on anything? Or? So we had to sign an NDA when we started. Um, basically, it, it really smart on Ryobi's part. Oh yeah, because they we're paying Auburn. Auburn's paying, paying them, them for and they're raking, and they are just getting products, yeah. cool products. I mean, and I've got two friends that I graduated oh, yeah, it ain't going with. to production if if they can't mass sell it, right? Yeah, I've got two friends that I graduated with that are working there now and they're like yeah man you, you, you creepers look pretty good up here you know but <laughs> it's just it has led lights on the top it's got a cool little sleek design you pop the one plus battery in it and you can slide under car and hit a lot because how many times i mean i don't know how much i work on cars but yeah if you're under a car on a creeper you got a flashlight in your mouth you know looking around so it was kind of that was my product but and then for my senior thesis we designed guitars and that was where i was like hey but i built a whole guitar out of a Flowmaster muffler my God. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's hanging in the uh, Museum of Music in Nashville right now. That's awesome. Dude. That's sick. Yeah. Most accomplished man <laughs> we've ever had. Just kidding. <laughs> but no, that's sick, dude. Like, I, I didn't realize it. like you had done all that. Yeah, I've, I've done, I've been around and seen some things for 27, and I'm very, I'm very blessed, man. I've got understanding, an understanding wife, and, and my dad who has worked his ass off for me i graduated debt free because of my dad yeah and and now i've run a business that was established by the sweat off my Mm -hmm. dad's back and i will forever be grateful that i could step into something and now i run you know people like oh you have a degree and you're well yeah that's all i've ever known i love it yeah and 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 my dad he, he you know he's you bust your ass like that for you know 40 years you're gonna be beat down and he come to me one day i was working at a company called Expo Displays in Trustful. And I designed the whole Medal of Honor Museum in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I mean, every exhibit, everything. I did the CAD software stuff, laid it all out. We made it, whatever, yada, yada. But I could not work behind a desk. I couldn't do no. it. Yeah. And props to those that can because my mind would just eat me alive. I have to be busy. I have to be doing something with my hands. Mm-hmm. I have to be moving. And it's just, that's why I can't slow down. Dude, you should link up with our friend Jordan. Uh, Jordan Hotch. Yeah. Because he's big into, like, war stuff, so, like, y'all could even talk about the museum a little mm-hmm. bit. <clears throat> it was a cool deal, man. And, and like I said, I worked there for about a year. And I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. And my dad come to me, and he was like, man, I'm going to have to close the doors on the welding business. 
I was like, what? He said, I can't do it anymore. I, I got to slow down. It's, it's too hot. I need something in the air conditioner. And I was like, you are not closing the doors on something that's put food on my table for this long. Yeah. I put in my two weeks notice that day. And I've been, been there getting it. So what kind of welding work do you do? Custom? Yes. All of it. All of it. <laughs> yep. I like that. If it's broke, we fix it. Yeah. I, I can I, I do a lot of, I mean, most of our stuff is MIG welding, um, steel and, and aluminum. I do a lot of TIG aluminum, but like today I put handrails in the house on the lake. So building custom handrails. Nice. That's, I really enjoy doing the handrails because it kind of lets me put my creative you put a touch. little artistic flavor on there. That's right. How many employees you got? Just me and one other dude, man. Dude, that's We sick. keep it small. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, no, I mean, because we have, t- I'm two weeks out right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could hire more I mean, guys. that's really not that bad. Though. No, I mean, I could hire more guys. Yes, but then we would take on more work and then I would just have to pay them. So I'm not really making more money. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of not. We'd like to keep it small. Dad always wanted to keep it small. So dad drives a dump truck now. I mean, he's. He's got him a Peterbilt triaxle. He's got our big EW on the side, which is also – I made the graphics for it. That's kind of like my other little side gig. I yeah. do graphic design and stuff. A little GD. That's right. Well, well, I'll talk to you after the podcast. <laughs> uh, so what's the kind of like the day-to-day for you as far as – like are you scheduling and welding at the same time? Yeah, man. I am, I am secretary, CEO, welder, fabricator. You name it. I mean, that's a uh, man of many hats. Yeah. And we, uh, I actually just purchased a, I traded my beautiful black Duramax in on a Dodge. And now I've converted it to a, another welding truck. So now we have two trucks in the fleet. So it's pretty good. I mean, we're, we're rolling. It's a lot of work to scale a business like that. Ain't it? It, it, it's, I try not to bring it home, you know, because yeah. there were days when I get home from work and I was like, man, I, I don't know what I did to dad, but he don't want to talk to me, <laughs> you know, and I try to keep it. When I walk through the door, I try to leave, leave it, you mm-hmm. know, but and then I'll, I'll sit down and be eating and my phone will ring. I'm like, oh, God, got to take it. Yeah. But like I said, I, a lot of the, I, I get to kind of pick and choose what I do now because my dad has busted his ass for so many years of doing the Built shit the that nobody wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would work the hours when nobody else would. And go out on calls and, and do all these things. And, and when I was, you know, still a kid, he'd be gone all the time. And I'm like, why, why don't I ever see my dad? Mm-hmm. You know, why is he always working? But now, 27, I get to walk into a business that is there. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have to buy the machines. I don't have, you know what I mean? And oh, that, yeah. That, that's, and people, you know, I'm sure people are like, oh, he, you know, he just get that give to him. You know, and, and that's that's great. You For the most part, the it was, but I was down. I've been down there welding after school since I was nine years old. Yeah, yeah. and you also, you took on the task of keeping it running. Right. So I, I wasn't gonna let it. I wasn't gonna let it go anywhere. Uh huh. That's the hardest part. Sometimes people's like, "Yeah, it may have been given to me, but at the same time, I still have to put in the work to keep it how it was." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's a and whole it, different it, task in its own. People don't realize what it takes. Has quality dropped off any? No. Exactly. No. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it's gotten better because my dad can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Got them young eyes. Yeah, yeah. He, he welded something the other day. He was like, I'm going to help you get your truck ready. I, I'll finish making your headache rack and stuff for you. I'm like, okay, Dad, that's cool. And I get there after being in his truck all day because he was getting mine ready. And I'm like, Dad, what What the hell is this? Did you try this blindfold? Yeah. I said, this is like Helen Keller and Stevie Wonder got together and welded this on my truck. He's like, hell, I told you I couldn't see. I was like, well, put the welder down and go find a grinder. <laughs> My, uh, 
my granddad retired as a welder from O'Neill Steel, and uh, he uh, he used to have some stuff he'd do work on at home, and he had his helmet. Yeah. And I remember throwing that thing on one day and turn around like I was going to run and go show him. <laughs> Dude, I ran right into his welding Cheater table. Cheater lenses. Right on top of my head. Just knocked me backwards. Yeah. I was like, how can you see with this thing? He's and like, well, don't. buddy, when when there's a bright light right there, you kind of can tell. Just watch the light. Mm-hmm. Just, that's it. Yeah, not me. I gave me my first concussion. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though, man. I enjoy what I do. I get to deal with, I mean, it's the double-edged sword. You work for the public, you know, Shane. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it. you meet some really cool people, and for every cool person you meet, you meet two jackasses. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, characters. I had a guy the other day, an old man, come in, and I have a sign on the wall, $100 minimum, no matter what I do. For me to strike an arc, it's $100. Y'all know the cost of stuff these days. Yeah. Wood, anything. Mm-hmm. And he'd come up to me, and he still, he read my sign and still came in there. He said, well, I read that sign, but I don't, I don't think I can pay $100. I said, well, buddy, why didn't you just hop back in Turn the truck around. and hammer on down? He said, well, I think I can find somebody to do it cheaper. He said, are you sure you're going to charge it? I said, yes, sir, I am 100% sure. I said, I'll see you back here in a week. Because mm-hmm. there ain't no, I mean, and, and, and I kind of have a chokehold on the game because nobody else does what I do. Yeah. Yeah, nobody else. Not a bad it, business to be in there. And our welding supply, we use Air Gas. They're great guys down there, and they told me the other day, like, you are the only guy that we sell to that TIG welds aluminum. And I'm like, well, I guess I need to bump my prices up then. Yeah, yeah buddy. <laughs> I heard learning cha-ching. here. Uh-huh. Yeah, because even if somebody comes along, guess what? Right. I'm still gonna do it better. Right. Yeah. I've mean, been doing it. I taught myself how to do it off of YouTube. So Dad couldn't even do it. So, so you didn't even go to like Bevel or anything to take any classic. Not for welding. That's sick. Not for welding. No. That's very impressive. Yeah, I learned. I, I my first weld. I have it dated. It's on. It's it's somewhere in my house. But was back in like oh eight, and I was in. I was pretty young. Probably third or fourth grade. Mm. So Jesus. Fifth grade. Oh eight. I was in the. That'll fifth hit grade. you on it. <laughs> yeah, hit you on it. <laughs> I was a freshman in college in oh eight. Well, I hate it for you. You still have more hair than I do. Both of you. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going bald. I'll, I'll take that. I hope so. Uh, but man, it's just it's mind blowing to see like how far you've taken what you have. I appreciate it, and especially being from here because everybody's like, "Oh well, I get held down because I'm from from Walker County." Not That's an really. excuse for being lazy, exactly. Yep. Just yep. like I'm about to start some content stuff, and it's going to be based off the excuses I've heard as to why people haven't done some things. Mm-hmm. Like, here, oh, yeah. hey, here you go. But all that is is a crutch, and you yeah. you know you can either be a, a victim of it, or you can you can let it motivate you. You can let it push you, right? And watching my dad my whole life, how hard he worked, and 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 now I'm, he's cursed me. I'll go to bed, I'll go to bed at night, and I'll be like, well, here's what I got to do tomorrow. What I need to do music. What shows I need to book. What I need, you know. And it's just like it is impossible it for me to shut my mind off. Mm-hmm. I have to make myself go to sleep. But I would much rather be that person. Than a lard a that sits on the couch yeah. all day, dude. You know? There's so many times I roll over and I start typing in my notes, and then next thing you know, it's like 30 minutes has passed. I'm like, God, I gotta go to sleep. Now that it's music, I wake up at 3 a.m. and start typing a song. It'll hit me in my dream or yeah. something. I'm like, Ooh, the, I got a course. Best time I put to it do in my phone. It. Yeah. You got? You ever been tested for ADHD? No, and I ain't going. <laughs> my art too. I ain't going. I know what the answer is. Why would I go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's controllable though. Yeah. yeah. I can fight it. So do you uh, do you ever t- typically think of like songs while you're welding, and do you ever like stop and have to go write it down while you're thinking about it? You know, music doesn't. When I'm working, it normally I kind of like ha- I, I'm like my brain's like a filing cabinet, 
and I know when to open the drawers kind of. While I'm at work, I, I know better than to open the music drawer because yeah. I have to like, you know when songs hit me? Every song I've written to date, I will, I, I'll give you a dollar if you can guess where, both of you. Toilet. Taking a shit. Yep. Winner. <laughs> I was I was torn. The first song we ever written, my, our drummer Casey, he he had an idea. He was like, man, my daddy used to tell me all the time, boy, if you listen to me, I'll have you wearing diamonds. I'm like, son, that's a song. Yeah. And uh, we kind of dicked with it a minute. And then the next day I was just taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. And I was like, God, I got this. Here we go. I whip my phone out and went in my notes and it's typed in my notes right now. <laughs> How many originals have have you written that are in your set list? Two that I feel good enough to share with the public. Yeah, we've got one. Well, I'd say three. We've played th- three for the public, and two of which have came in the last month and a half. Yeah, that's that's what I tell everybody. Just hanging around some of the musicians I have, they say the first like two hundred songs they've ever wrote, they hate. Oh, I they won't ever play again. I got one of them that I like. I don't know if y'all know Blake Estes or not. He's a good buddy of mine. I went to high school with him, and and we were down in my shop, which is now that we've converted to the Beat Lab or the Hell House or whatever you want to call it. We can't call it that anymore because I got a mini split unit put in. Um, <laughs> but we wrote a song down there before I ever. I couldn't even sing and play at the same time. Yeah. So I had him play the guitar parts, and I was singing it. We were kind of together, but it's called One More, and he had the chorus roughed out. And we just sat down and we're like bouncing ideas off each other and we wrote it. And I think that is probably one of our number one bangers. I mean, it's we played it at Tin Roof the other night and they were like, because it mentions Tin Roof. Yeah. yeah. And so everybody there was like, man, that's the coolest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> so, how, uh, so how long have you actually been playing gigs? Our first full band gig was March of 2022. That's impressive. And we're, we just booked today, uh, dropping this here this this is exclusive information for past the jar so we're getting good at that yeah uh memphis tennessee on bill street 10 roof november 4th you boys are gonna be up there so dude that's dope and you're going to turnpike two days two days before two days after that I, I, i haven't really planned that out that well yet but i don't know if it's uh is it that close together yeah yeah i may not be going to turnpike then i think it's the six you hear me a seltzer out there my non-alky seltzers. Get that boy seltzer. But yeah, I, not I'm, the liquid death. Preferably. I definitely want to see Turnpike with Blackberry Smoke. Yeah, it's gonna be a fire show, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to see him with uh, Muscadine Bloodline. Mm. That's good. It was a hell of a show. I, I went to that. Um, Shame somebody else missed it. <laughs> Especially for the for the calls. The George Jones tribute thing where they had all those artists that came to Huntsville. You're the first person I've talked to that actually went to that. It was freaking awesome. I bet it was. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen. I mean, as far as the that many, you won't ever see that many people so iconic in one place ever again. Yeah. That was a bill. Randy Travis was there. I mean, Justin Moore, Tracy Bird, Tracy Lawrence, Jamie Johnson, if I can, uh, Travis Tritt, Charlie Starr from Blackberry Smoke, uh, Winona Judd. I mean, just... Back to back to yeah, back to yeah. back to back. And Charlie Starr and Jamie Johnson actually came out and played yesterday's wine together. Jeez. And when I'm telling you, I could have shot through the roof of that place. Dude. But I was sitting beside a guy that also knew every Jamie jo- or uh, George Jones song ever written, and he was murdering it. Just, I mean, it sounded. <laughs> I was like, at one point I said, hey, buddy, look, I know, I know you love him just as much as the next guy. But 
but I really want to hear Jamie do it. If you don't mind, give me at least 30 seconds. <laughs> Sit down, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I went back and watched all the videos, and all you can hear is just, ah! I'm like, God, brother. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of Muscadine Bloodline, the other night at a Foothills, I was just walking, and I heard Brittany and Linda. Oh, makes sense. Uh, anyway, I was walking at Foothills the other night, and I heard, hey, where'd you get that Muscadine shirt? And I turned around, it's freaking justice. I was like, <laughs> I knew it had to be somebody I knew, because they wouldn't just holler out about Muscadine. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that was, who somebody, so I have this guy that, that he comes up from time to time when, when I get to drinking. His name's Carl. And I keep him tucked far back in my pocket. I say Carl sounds like a alter ego type yeah. guy. <laughs> Carl is a dangerous man. And uh, when sounds I, like sounds like a dude I know named Steve. <laughs> oh, crazy Steve! Yeah, Steve will get wild every crazy. once in a while. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Carl was he was knocking on the door when I hollered at you, and I was like, I still got to play a show. <laughs> but I it hit me. I said to myself, self, and I knew it was me because I recognized my voice, and and I was like, I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> and I'm five beers in, and I still got to play a four-hour gig. That's a dangerous spot to be in. Right and then there. we get ready to play, and then we've got um, four jack shots waiting on us, and then followed by a couple tequila shots. And I'm like, if y'all want me to continue to be upright, I'm going to give you five minutes to quit that. Yep. Yeah. So. Either put a back brace on me. Yeah. Or not get shit off. Y'all are going to have to quit. It's going to be a ventriloquist <laughs> show. I don't. I don't like dark at all, but. Buddy, Carl loves that clear. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> that was a hell of a gig, too. Y'all had a packed house. Y'all time. enjoy that? Oh, I'm glad you came, man. I meant to tell you that earlier. I appreciate you being there and, and hearing it. I, was, I wasn't gonna miss it. It wasn't. I would. It wasn't my my best showing, but I was loose enough to be like, <laughs> whatever. We're putting it on. Y'all want to hear some Spice Girls? And I don't care. We'll do it. <laughs> and, then, and then when I was sitting back there, uh, Nate was in a. Nate was like not in my field of vision. Yeah. But when you shouted him out, like I leaned over, I was like, "A oh, hot dog, he is back there." Yeah. So that was that was cool how that happened. We were walking around pre gig there listening to the music, and Nate was in the crowd holding his little boy. And he's like, "Y'all playing tonight?" I said, yeah, we're gonna be at Crawfish. And uh, he's like, "Well, that's cool. You drummer coming?" I said, "No, nah, he can't make it tonight. He had some stuff come up." He goes, "Well, you need somebody play play the box? I'll go get my box." I was like, oh, "You ain't got to do that." He goes, "I'll go get my box." <laughs> I'm like, do you want to play? He's like, hey, buddy, you want to play with us tonight? He's like, hell yeah, I want to play. Let me hang on. I, he hollered over there. He's like, hey, can y'all y'all watch my boy for a minute? I got to go. I'm like, you really? He's like, yeah, I'm leaving right now. I'm going to Cordova get my shit. <laughs> he made it to Dovertown back to Crawfish in 20 minutes. That's impressive. He Dude. must he must have had stranglehold yeah. way on tight. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's some timing right there. We had only played two songs and he came in. I mean, and we this was like. 30 minutes prior to the show mm-hmm. we we had we played two songs and he just dropped right in and fell in right in the middle of the song dang uh, that was a that was so much fun but Nate man. has played he's played the kit with us before like at practice and, and we've played together so he kind of knows our style where we kind of chop things up but he's a super talented musician as far as just to dr- I mean come in like that um, that would be no, so nerve wracking oh, for yeah. me yeah but I, and and that while I'm talking about talented musicians, man, I really I'm gonna shout out the rest of my guys because I know they're gonna listen to this. But not only that, but man, I am I am so thankful. I'm the worst member of our band by a long shot, vocally, guitarist, and I, I mean I'm being straight up honest with you. Corey could harmonize with with Jesus himself. 
He's got a fantastic voice. He can sing like Cheryl Crow. We can do that picture thing, and he, oh, uh, nice. he tightens that shirt down, baby. It gets me bricked <laughs> up. You hear me? But, no, Corey, Corey's vocals, and, and he's come so far as a guitar since we started playing. He's like, man, I ain't played my electric in a long time, and now he's ripping Freebird like it's, you know, his his baby. Yeah. Um, Daniel, like I said, is not a bass player. He plays guitar, and he dropped in. Now he's just room, 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 room. I mean doing some school of rock type <laughs> yeah. shit you know what I mean and Cat man I've always known he could play the drums but like they've they've all progressed so much but even when they first came in there I couldn't play an F chord when we started a band I think that's why I quit trying to play guitar an F chord yeah bar chords yep yeah they wasn't good at not good my hands ain't big enough right I couldn't do it and I, I finally I was like we would base our set list off of if it had an F chord in it or not and I was like Corey I can't do this he's like yes you can Stretch your fingers out. <laughs> but And now I can't play an F chord now. Now Separate I'm so them joints, boy. These boys that are in this band, they they make Runaway Ronda, not me. I know I'm holding the microphone and singing songs, but without them, wouldn't nobody come watch us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're so talented, and, I'll, and I'll forever, they'll forever be my brothers, for sure. So. I'll put on a heck of a show. And uh, you just saw you saw us with two acoustics yeah, and I just a saw the acoustic set. You ought to see us full band. I'm going to have to. We... we uh, we get rowdy. Where's the next full band? Um, oh, it's a local show. October 7th. Big no. Daddy T's. Y'all come see Shit, us. Shit, yeah. I ain't been there. You, you been to Big Daddy T's? Well, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like watching a train wreck. You know people are dying, but you still want to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love Steven, too. No, I just mess with him, but he, he's, really, he's really good. He's taking over the place and doing a good job with it, but he's provided a really good venue i mean he's having the, i think bowley three's coming up you ever heard of them mm. check them out i will bowley three is good i mean as far as like local bands and stuff uh they're coming to play there and but yeah we're gonna be there october 7th nice yeah come check us out y'all got to we'll we get there. we get rowdy three for weeks the, yeah we get well, rowdy for hometown two weeks from release date yeah yeah release date mm-hmm. today like a week from today yeah. oh okay yeah. Yeah. But that's awesome, man. I appreciate uh, it. I was just sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm just minding my own business, drinking my little club soda with lemon lime. Kind of tastes like a Sprite. Then all of a sudden, I'm here, hey, I just want to give a shout-out to my boy, Drake. And I'm like, oh, shit. And all of a sudden, you <laughs> see heads, like, turning towards me because he's pointing. And I'm no, like, I pointed right at him. I was like, man. Justice, put your finger down, man. <laughs> I had I, to. I could feel the blood just rush into my face. <laughs> I just started looking Sure wasn't a club soda? Yeah. A club soda hitting. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, spicy. <laughs> spicy. Like not. I had to shout out the pod, man. Y'all were fortunate enough. Man, I've been fangirling y'all for a long time. I remember riding on a dozer listening to y'all, man, and like, man, I want to be on that. That's cool. Hey, I we'll, certainly appreciate that. We'll let anybody on here. <laughs> we'll try anything once. That's what I tell people <laughs> when we go to cover a song we've never played before. I was like, look, I'll try anything once, and $20 is $20. Yep. That's Bingo. it. I think you dropped that line during your set the other night. I'm, I probably did. <laughs> I probably it's a hell did. of a line. Yeah. 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 Wait. It, he was so funny though, man. I was like, "Lord, oh, I I can imagine he works the mic real well." Oh, he's got stage presence. Yeah, like that's what blew my mind when he told me like you've only been playing for a little over a year. Well, I've always been an idiot. Yeah, and I mean, if you music is not what gets you tips. If you can, if you can slightly roast somebody or just bust somebody's balls all night, they'll give you money. Yeah, I mean, just being funny. See, if between. I could, if I could pick a, if I could even pick the bucket up that the tune is in. <laughs> I feel like stage presence alone, I could be. Yeah, if, I could be pretty good. If you're fun to watch, 
slick. That's why I have. That's what I'm getting at. That's yeah. why you have. To, well, that's why I have to have good stage presence because sometimes I'm, I'll be singing and be like, hey, that mm-hmm. wasn't quite it. That wasn't yeah. the one right there, y'all. But, but I'll be shaking that ass like it, you know, <laughs> throwing that thing in a circle, and they can't, they never noticed that I didn't hit that. Exactly. Note. Right. So it, it's crucial. You you do a little dancey dancing during your big sets. Yeah, I get a little rowdy. Yeah, yeah. Have to sometimes. You have to. My wife is not a fan. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's like, if you don't, if you don't quit wearing them cut off shirts and wearing them tight Wranglers, I'm like, look, baby, it gives me money. You got to give the people what they came for. That's right. You don't see Daddy do a little dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I show you the moves first, though. All right. That's it right. don't matter who's watching. This matters who you're going home with. That's right. And I, she doesn't like when I say that for some reason. <laughs> well, I could probably imagine why. Yeah. 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 Might get you in just a yeah. touch of trouble. Just That's to- the only one you want attention from. <laughs> Exactly. Like, baby. Ding, ding, ding. Bingo. When I'm up there, I'm shaking it right at you. Yeah, I've been married before. <laughs> I've done this a time or two. I'm only on my seventh marriage. <laughs> well, I say the first one's always a practice one. Allegedly. I don't know. We're going good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Happy yeah. for you. Yeah, appreciate it. Some people need a practice round. Some don't. I've always been a practice round guy myself. Yeah. I've seen you play golf. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I hate to get off topic here. Backpack was real heavy in that tournament. I bet it was. Man. Your boy performed, though. I played golf in high school, too. Did, Did you? you really? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look. Now we're back on topic. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Not to Ooh, true. Just, ra- I like golf, but it was true kind of round, I probably play. shot 79. Nice. Ooh. I mean, I was playing. How many How many beers deep were you? Only four. Only, we had to go to work afterwards. I got to get loosened up, play. Yeah, well, I normally now, I normally shoot like crap on the front nine, and I get them beers flowing back nine. Boy, I come four beers, four four beers and two shooters. Okay, they didn't know about the shooters. That's fine. They ain't got to know. Yeah, ain't nobody got to know. Nobody we started know. we started off on fourteen. Started off on fourteen. Shotgun start. Fourteen. Yeah. Y'all got the shaft. Oh, it was terrible. That's what hole you started on. Yeah, we were B group though, so we got to watch the boys in front of us just abs. I've never seen someone hit a ball where this kid hit a ball and end up with the lie that he ended up with. I mean, hosel rocket <laughs> into the tree. Yeah. Short side, back pin placement on the flag. Had like a 12-footer. Did he drop did it, it in? Did it run the, did it run he the didn't. alleyway? So, back pin yep. down the hill right there. 140 miles an hour into the tree. <laughs> I mean, fastest ball flight I've ever seen. Yeah. I heard it hit no less than 17 limbs. Piss cricket. Thought maybe it was just going to drop straight down. Worst case, we'll never see it again. It comes off, hits that little mound on the front side like a damn bottle rocket. Gone. Some people have all the luck. I mean, on the first hole, he was the third dude in the group to swing. But first two, we had one chunky boy. Next one left one just right there on the front side of the green. And then my guy just gets up and piss missiles. a boy. I'm like, I could sit here and hit that shot a thousand times and not come close to the result he just got. Yeah. Piss me off. <clears throat> I've seen Dad blade a sand wedge thinking he had an eight iron in his hand. <laughs> he bladed the sand wedge that hits the front part of 14, like before it starts going uphill. Hits that. Pretty much plays like a chip shot that you're trying to bank in. Hits that, pops up straight up, bounces, rolls three feet away. And he looked down and goes, oh, I should have sandwiched. Like, well, it went as far as an eight iron. I did have a real asshole move on number two. 
the old folks. This is another little pet peeve, too. If you know your course has a large tournament coming, don't let the regulars out there. Oh, Agreed. No, they didn't. They did. Because so they'd we, be taking their time. And we got pinned behind them on number two. They didn't they let were, you well, they play were, through? Well, they were letting everybody play. They let us play through after my tee shot. <laughs> <laughs> Duck, boy, you're going to be you, talking out your ass. Did you bounce into them? I didn't bounce into them. I bounced off of them. Ooh, nice. There, and I was piping my driver. Yeah. Playing from the blues, too, which was weird. I thought for sure we'd be on the whites. Yeah, scram- scrambles scrambles the over from the whites, yeah. yeah. Now, the 50, yeah, 50 and under played from the blues. 50 to 60 played from the whites. 60 and above was from the uh Man, they even yellows. 50 olds kind of dirty. Yeah. You ever played Horse Creek? That was our home course. Yep. For Cordova. I went to Cordova. That was our home course. We played there every day after school. And the only reason I played golf is because we got to skip math class and go play. There nice. you go. So that's that's how that happened. Go ahead. But they're parked in the first bin right there. Well, parked in the first bin right there on the other side of the hill. Pipe my drive on one. Pipe my drive on 18 before that. Like, I'm, I'm hitting just dead straight missiles. So I'm like, all right, well, the other three in my group had already hit. And they're, you know, 15, 20 yards behind them, which was the plan. Play into them, but not on them. Yeah. Let them know, hey, we're coming through here. Drake, I turned on it. Did you pick your foot up? Oh, I I ran back to the cart. As so, like, <laughs> follow through, saw the ball flight, sprinted to the cart. It wasn't me. I've been in the cart. I don't know I, who yeah, hit that. Couldn't tell you. There's this ghost up there on the damn tee box. You're just holding your arm up. Just pointing. But off the top of the cart, I watched an old man absolutely drop to the ground. I mean, <laughs> had to be had to be every bit of 80 years old. You hit him? No. But you would have thought I smoked him because he went straight. It hit that cart, and I guarantee there were people in Lockerbie asking what that noise was. Because that thing rifled off. Gave me a great lie, though. We're, we're hitting two from 165 yards out. So Scramble? Yeah. We played a county tournament one year at Musgrove, and we had Dustin Sanders. I don't know if y'all know oh, him. Oh, yeah, that's my cousin. Yeah. Dustin's a freaking best golfer I know. And, uh, Austin's he, not bad neither. Austin's not bad either, yeah. <laughs> he dropped one in the back of a golf cart, and we had to stand there like, what are we going to do? They let him get a drop, but golf cart was in the way. I mean, play it like we won. Way. I think we won that year, one county tournament. I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I'd hope so. Dustin was normally par under mm-hmm. by a good bit, and I would, yeah. I would, I was the third seed. I was bringing up the tail. That's you know? it. Best hey, place to be. Shoot. Need but a strong I had, caboose. I had way more fun than he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when we go out, you always know the ones and the twos. Like, we're going to be out there playing. Y'all playing. And then in the threes, you're going to see them kids, like, getting knee deep in the ponds trying to get their hey. ball out. Yeah. That's just the boys here for a good time. Yeah. Good old river bend days. I'd come out of the woods with Wilson and be like, you hit a titleist. No, you, you wrong. Go back and check. Yeah. Pull the footage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, ones and twos, I got we got our little sharpie marks on the ball. Mm-hmm. Way we can identify. Well, I was playing that Srixon E six, and by God, I was playing That's it. A son. Was she a neon? Not Bridge, a neon. Bridgestone's E six. I'm. But I still got the box in my truck. We might. I might have to fact check you on this. Bridgestone's E six. Then you might have a Q star. No, it wasn't a Q star. It wasn't a Z star. Tor- Boys, quit talking about your ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It would have been a Z star if they would have had anything besides neon. Dude, 
Come on, yellow balls are fun. I love a good neon ball. I know, but I, I wanted to be professional. Why? Well, because we were representing the company. Bubba Watson plays a yellow ball. Exactly. Well, that's fun, too. Ernie Ills exactly. plays a yellow ball. He's on the senior tour, though. But, Justice, how, do, how I mean, did I you get into Chris golf? Pull it up for I went and played with my grandfather one time, like ninth, 10th grade. Yeah. And this was like the in-between of go-kart racing and car racing. So... I was the mascot in my ninth grade year, and I caught more shit. And I, looking back, I should have stayed with it because I rode the cheerleader bus. God, I might have played a Bridgestone now that I think about it. He played a Bridgestone. I played a Bridgestone. That's okay. 100%. It's okay to be wrong. That's what I tell my wife all the time. It is okay to be wrong. But, yeah, so ended up – I went and played with him one time, and then they were like – they were trying to get a golf team together for Cordova, and they didn't have enough guys. And I was like, hell, I'll play golf because they were like, Dude, you I get to leave because I had math class last block. And yeah. I was like, if I get to, dip, I get. You're telling me I get to dip math class scot free? Like, yeah, you know, just study for your test. As long as you got good grades on your test, you can you can dip. Out I went. Yep. So Sprinted. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I ended up playing golf. Nice. Had a good time though. Oh yeah, high, dude. High school golf. Yeah. So much fun. Good time. Well, I'm glad my friends never talked me into it. That's awesome. <laughs> Hate that for you. Yep. Like baseball. Yeah, well. That's the only sport I played in high school. Yeah. I didn't play Same. football, didn't play. Which I wasn't allowed to. Really? No, I can't. They told was... me I could do, I mean, I could do whatever I wanted to, but I just didn't. I wanted to have fun. We dressed I up played like everything jackasses up. and went to the football games. and yeah. I played everything up until senior year. All I heard was, you can't swing a golf club with a broken arm. Can't walk a golf course with a sprained ankle. True. I'm like, okay. Well, fair I mean, enough. Tiger's got something to say about that. Yeah. We uh He's Tiger Woods though. <laughs> me and about three three of my other buddies, we single handedly revived the student section at Cordova. So that's what we did, man. Instead of playing football, we would we would go we would get out half a day on Fridays or whatever it was and we would go to the thrift store and buy the dumbest shit we could find. <laughs> I'm talking like I've got still got pictures. I'm talking just off the wall. We would all like before TikTok was around, we would pick stuff for each other. Mm-hmm. And we'd just be like, you're wearing this, you're wearing this. And we would just show up to the ball games. And Get before too long, everybody started piling in, man. And we, we had a good time. I just want to know why we're hanging, like, what kind of people are we mingling with to make me start liking Cordova people? Good people. Man, Cordova's good people. Yeah, but see, Solid point. We, we grew up being told. Y'all are the worst. It's yeah. just, worst you worst. know what that boils back to? Football. Yeah, really does. This is why I hate football. Really Some of my does. favorite. It creates people. unnecessary divide. division. People that could love each other could be best friends. Will not speak because of who they're pulling for in football. See, like I mean, that's favorite a people factual statement from Cordova. Cordova. Corner, corner can still go to hell though. Yeah. I know some good people from corner. I know some great people from yeah. corner. God, just some of the best people. But, but I mean, as far as like the 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 down home hospitality you won't you won't get it anywhere other than Cordova I'm telling you man some of the nicest well, you folk. said on that visitor side you wonder about that hospitality but that's all right <laughs> football it yeah. all boils back to my point you play in their team right there that's they fair. they do Cordova look they got like, they got awful proud about the basketball team there towards my junior senior year too yeah well, that was that the Heath Burns era no this no. was this pre Heath Burns. Burns what year did you graduate Shane? ten okay. We didn't even want to talk about your year. Nope. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll <laughs> we already said where I was when you was in third grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I'm no good at math. <laughs> I did go to Cordova. So if you, did, if you wouldn't have skipped them classes. 
Hey, who knows? Bingo. Shouldn't have been playing golf. <laughs> I was out there playing golf. I could have done the math there, but I ain't. Counting to five was as high as he was getting in math. <laughs> well, you need to go out there with Shane and me one day. Hell yeah, yeah, I do. That'd be fun. That'd be. Real. I haven't played in a while, but still got my clubs. So let's go. I tried to talk a dude out of a set of T two hundreds today because he wanted to trade in an F two fifty. He sent me pictures of it. I said, "All right, well, that's a beautiful truck. What do you want on them irons back here?" Yeah. <laughs> I said, "I ain't getting rid of them. Best you know, irons I've ever hit." Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard real good things about them. And that's been talking golf. Hey, that's a good little rant. Yeah, that's a good little golf golf combo there. So let's talk about your musical influences now. Ooh, here we go. John Daly, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kinda. I'll tie it together. He can get it. Kinda. I mean, John's got the. He's talk about stage presence. Oh no doubt. It's because he's always hammered. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I can kind of break it down into like three. Um, my number one. I don't know. I'm gonna start from three. Hang on. We're gonna work our way up. Probably number three. My my biggest influence to get me into music was the Steel Woods. Solid. Um, and if we're we're talking influence, not favorites, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, second biggest influence as far as like what we play now, the style we play. Um, they haven't been out that long, but they've been out in time for us. Like while we're playing music, is forty nine. Forty nine Winchester is yeah, buddy. If you haven't heard of them and you're listening to this, you just pause this and come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they are. They are on the up and up, and you can still say you heard them before they were really big, if you yeah. go right now. Um, Better get to it before this next season of Yellowstone comes out. Yep, because it's over. Uh, 49 is, is – they just are they're, – they're tight as a burrito. Yeah. I and mean, they got it going on. And then my number one influence from day one is Skinner. <laughs> got to be. Yeah, I mean, because they – who doesn't love Skinner, right? Yeah. Not the new one so much. That's a cover band. I was about to say, not yeah. the cover band. That's a cover band. OG. Pre-plane crash, Skinner. Yeah. See, I just, uh, I took my dad to see him for his birthday one time, but I went for Cody Jinx. Yeah. Like, we, like, rotated. I stood up for Cody Jinx, sat down for Skinner, and he stood up for Skinner. But music is so all over the board for me. Like, I have so many things that I listen to at a different time and place, but I also want to talk while we're on music. Yeah. Um, I know y'all are big Zach Bryan fans. Huge. Massive. How do y'all feel about the new album? Honest. I know y'all can still be huge fans after yeah. you tell me this. Yeah. Go ahead. Me? Yeah. Oh, I give it a 7.6 out of 10. 7? Seven. Yeah. Seven, six. Shane? That's just because there's some songs. Are we going, let me, a, let me ask you this. Okay. Just comparing it to his catalog or? His whole repertoire. <clears throat> I'd honestly probably scored a little higher. Okay. I'd probably go. I'd probably go mid eights, like a eight seven eight eight, and uh, my reason being for it, he's Mister Positivity over here. I am Mister Positivity. That's okay. We lo- we're here for that. Glass half full. I think some of the writing. I wasn't a. How do you say this without sounding like an asshole? American Heartbreak. As a whole, is a phenomenal album. Agreed. There's just so much to it, you're going to lose a lot. Like, if he would have done American Heartbreak as, like, a Mm three-piece, we're talking about a three-run stretch that 
It's because there's so much rivaled. girth to it. Exactly. You lose a little bit of the potential you yep. could have had. You could, he, and I agree, you should have broke that up. Yep. I don't agree with releasing 30-song albums. No. Because, no. I mean, it was a hot thing. Yeah. yeah. It was a hot thing when he done it, too. I mean, yeah. Eric Church had just released the double album. Wallen. Wallen had released the 36 songs. Yeah. Or 30, whatever it was. 34, 6, anyways. So, it made sense at the, in the in the era, in the time frame there. I'm going to hurt y'all's feelings a little bit. Oh, no. I mean. I'm not a fan of it. Really? Just as a whole. I love the writing on it. It's got great writing, but here's my outlook on it. It is very much, I can hear every song as a cut scene of Yellowstone. It's like a back porch whiskey sipping album. Yeah. And that's not something I get to do because I have kids. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. You know what I mean? And, that's fair. But no, I, I mean, I can still do that. But it's very, uh, and I respect it to the to its utmost. I mean, like what he's done is is fantastic. But the new it, it's the new Americana age, I mm-hmm. guess, the folky age, and that's like the, the Richmond north of Richmond, man. Like, and hearing him on Joe Rogan, he'll tell you he's like, I'm not the best singer ever. Yeah, but it's raw, mm-hmm. it's real, it's authentic. It's like Janis Joplin, you know. And music has become, and that's what I'm trying to steer away from because uh, another drop an update here we're going to record an album in november hey so some music from runaway ronda will be out Hell yeah. probably first of 2024 i hope yes but it's it's authentic and i and so many artists these days are cutting music that sounds so processed and so just refined and nobody sounds that way no nobody well see that's what i like about it because when we went to the show in new orleans he's raw we had heard every one of those songs a thousand times over. Right. And when you get there and you hear it in person, it sounds How is he just live? like it did on the album. Is he good live? It's really hard to gauge, to be honest. Because if there's 10,000 people in the venue, right. if there's 30,000 people in the venue. You talked about your buddy there, uh, knew every George. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's every everywhere. single person right. in the venue. Every song. The only song that he sung in New Orleans that didn't have the entire place singing along was Tradesman, and it was because it wasn't out yet. Right. That it was, was his little reason. surprise song. Yeah, and that, that bothers me so bad. But if, like, I've got the video on my phone, because I've done this not too long ago, because it dawned on me. I was like, hey, he played, when I first listened to uh, the new album, right. Tradesman's on there. And I was like, I've heard this before. Where have I heard this? Went back and listened to it from the New Orleans show. Sounds just like it does on the album. That's good. I don't like it when, you know, and that's going to be what I'm going to try to do. I want, when you hear me on Spotify and when you hear me live, I want you to th- be like, that's the same guy. Yeah. yeah. So many people you hear on Spotify and then you go to their concert and you're like, ooh, well, they, they, they EQ'd the hell out of you. Bailey Zimmerman. Oof. <laughs> hey, despite how good of a show he put on, Hardy. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hardy that way too. Like one of uh, that's but that goes back to what Shane said earlier about stage presence. Yeah, I mean when you shoot out of the center of the stage like Kid Rock, you're like, hell, it's a good time. I'll, I'll sacrifice yeah. some yeah, vocals, exactly. Yeah. But I don't, I don't. I, I, it's still about the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, it will always be about the music. There was just only one awkward moment for me for the from the Hardy show. He, uh, I think it was a radio song. During uh, his hook before it went into the screaming part. 
he would just kind of stand there and just kind of dance. He wasn't even trying to sing it like he was saving all his gas for the screaming part. Well, but it was kind of awkward. Just like during the chorus, he's just. That's another thing. I don't know how musicians that don't play an instrument can sing because I've sang with other bands before, just singing, and I'm like, what do I do? I'm not holding a guitar. This is so awkward. Yeah, yeah. Just watch a Rascal Flatts video. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Very awkward. (laughs) But you know. We talk about Zach Bryan all the time on here, so yeah, try not to. I just knew y'all were Zach Bryan Stan podcast. I knew y'all were big fans, and yeah. I, I I didn't want to lose y'all, but it's I pre I appreciate it and respect it, but do I listen to it nonstop? No, it's no, also hilariously accurate the way you described it as like that backport song mm-hmm. or album because the first time I listened to it was literally just sitting on a back porch drinking because it, it's all and, and a lot I think that's a lot of your outtake on music is when you hear it for the first time what you're doing and where you're at yeah that changes the whole outlook on things I think because I was at work I was like ah, I need some creed right now well see I always <laughs> especially with like an album I'm looking forward to I've kind of got like a process if you will of how right. I'll listen to it right the first one I always try to listen to it in my headphones. Okay. The second time, I'll try to play it sitting outside, just something on a speaker. Yeah. You know? And then the third one's always in the car. Because I want to see... Yep. The dynamic. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Is this, a, is this an album that I just need to throw the headphones in and go? Is yeah. this an album I can just throw on the speaker and yeah, like a, enjoy and it? And that, that's what I, that's a good point. I guess Zach Bryan is a like a, a requires all of your attention and it's a deep dive album. Yeah. Because I didn't even catch it, but on uh, Overtime, the guy at the beginning, I'm going real, real fast and real left. left. And that yeah. I was like, okay, and I yeah. like that song just because of that. Yeah, you know. But <laughs> see, I I kind of have like an absorb feel and then apply yeah. stage where like I sit there with my like Shane with my earbuds in, listen to it, and I listen to it in the truck, and then I'm like, where can I apply this in yeah. my life? Like you asked me earlier, if I've been tested for ADHD, no. But I can almost tell you if I'm going to like a song within the first thirty seconds. Oh yeah. If you can hook me in the mm-hmm. with that opening riff for the first thirty seconds, I'm. I'm, I'm now I'm I will there. say, there are probably fifty songs in his catalog that you can play the first fifteen seconds of, and it could be any of a hundred songs. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my biggest knock on him. Yeah. I agree. The chord progression has not progressed. Very similar. <laughs> the Steelwoods is dropping an album in uh, October too. Yep, I'm pumped about that. So that's uh, they're th- kind of phasing to that. Sorry to cut you off. They're kind of phasing to that Americana side of things. Yeah, just from this, ever, new, yeah. this new, this new that I've heard. Rowdy. Yeah, yeah. Losing Rowdy kind of made them take away the heavy edge, I guess. God, he was so good. Yeah. I, I got to see him live, man, at Zydeco. Yeah, oh, we were there. I was there. Okay, I was there too. Probably were close by. I was over there with uh, I was with Brett, Gene, and Mason Bourne. And I all rode that. with Brett to that show. Did you really? Yeah. Brett's like one of my best friends. Dude, I love Bert. <laughs> Bert oh. is a y'all need to have him on here. I need to get Bert over here. Boy, he's got some sayings, and he told me one day he said, "I bet she's skint more root than an iron tired tractor." <laughs> when I'm telling you about piss myself, Bert's full of one liners that he's got, do not disappoint. And if you're not listening, you'll miss it. Yeah. I mean, I love handy as a zipper on a nightgown. That one come from Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dude has got him. Yeah, y'all um, got to get him on here. So, so you, were, we were, yeah, we probably, we probably just stood right next to each other and didn't yeah, even realize. Didn't even it. know it. Man, what a time! 
That was that was I, that was my last concert before COVID. Mine too. Zydeco. Yeah, because it was like in February or March. That's good shit. Yeah, that was a good that's one. I, I can't take the credit for it, but it's that's all Bert, man. But speaking of like chord progression, like uh, my wife's uncle, he uh, was listening to Whiskey Myers' last album, and he texted me and he was like, "Dude, you can just tell like they got they've gotten so much better." As far as their arrangement it just and composition more full. goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't sound so simple anymore. Tornillo's a good, a good one. Yeah, such a good one. One of my favorites. <laughs> they they got some. And I can never, if I hear Broken Windows Serenade, I'm stopping what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just stopping my tracks. That See, harmonica. It was so funny the other night. Uh, we were sitting there, and the little dude was getting tired, and I'm like, well, I guess we need to start wrapping it up. And then you hit that first lick, and I'm like, well. Sounds like we're staying for another one. <laughs> Man. And then you hit strawberry wine. I'm like, sounds like we're staying again. <laughs> we And that's the fun thing about playing acoustic, man, is we can kind of – we do more off the wall. It's not so cut and dried as far as sticking to the set list. Yeah. If somebody says something, you know, and, and we tried fancy for the first time that night, and it was – I don't know if you were still there, but it was – I think I might have been gone. Good. I wouldn't have forgotten <laughs> that one. Good. It was uh, – it was Not rough. your proudest moment on stage. Not proudest moment. Man. Jesus. So who are your favorites? We talked about your influences, but who are your favorites then? Uh, I'm gonna pull up what I've been listening to here recently. But I mean, as far as my all-time favorites, got to be Skinner. I mean, I mean they have they have so much stuff that that people don't. They're like, you like Leonard Skinner? They're like, oh yeah, um, Sweet Home Alabama, Free Bird, and Simple Man. Yeah, I like Skinner. Dude, you ain't heard. You, you cracked the catalog, or you, you just you ain't heard nothing, dude. That smell. Poison whiskey on the hunt. Those, I mean, if you ever take a deep dive, like, and a lot of the Steelwoods influence come from the Nothing Fancy album. Yep. I think. I mean, it just. But that's like, like on the way here, I was listening to like just the top three thong, three songs of Stranglehold, Run Through the Jungle, Give Me Back My Bullets. Like that's the kind of Give Me Back My Bullets, such a hitter. Yeah. yeah. God, I used to sit and just watch like documentaries and stuff. I actually went to a church to a church with. Uh, one of their former backup singers. What? Yeah, she had like a dream about a plane crash, and she didn't drive to the airport that day. And then that, yeah, that's I, when they I've, I've watched all the documentaries, all the stories. Yeah. I mean, they, I went to church with her though. Really? Yeah, that is so up in cool. Coleman. Yeah. Oh, that's that's rad. I like that. But yeah, that as far as like my my favorites, I, I've Steelwoods is. I'll be glad when they drop the new album because they're definitely up at the top. But Blackberry Smoke, we get a lot of our influence for our band uh, from them. And I know I didn't mention them earlier, but they have some absolute bangers. And Jamie Johnson. Um, and I grew up on 90s country. That was my – we play a lot of that. Yeah. Travis Tritt. You got to. Yeah. I mean, You have to these days. Crowd favorites. I'm trying to. Call Me the Breeze. That's the song I was trying to think of. Uh, yeah, we play that. Feeds on Tornillo. Mm-hmm. How similar is that? Oh, it's almost a direct replica. Yeah. I mean, but it, <laughs> I mean we have, like, I'm going to go to my like songs. We have, uh, like, because Skinner has songs that I feel like have are those deep cuts. Yes. And that you, and that's what I was getting at with Zach Bryan is, He's got a lot of like back porch whiskey drinking music, but like if you can give me a back porch whiskey drinker, followed by a I'm beating the shit out of somebody in a bar, followed by I'm driving fast down the highway, followed by back on the back porch. Like yeah. to me, 
man, that's an album. It gave me chill bumps thinking album. about it. Yeah. Because I want to, I want you to, I want you to gas me up, and then whoa, hey buddy, where you going? Come on, yeah. man, come bring it on. Bring it right, tighten the reins up. Yeah, and that's like every mother's son by Skinner. I played that. I don't know if you were there. I played that the other night. Yeah, yeah. And then kicked there. the Spurs again. Yeah. Pow. Yeah. You know, and then here we are, <laughs> back at it. That's why I think a lot of people don't understand like the the effort and thought it takes into putting an album together because you got to know how to keep those dynamics flowing. Absolutely. And you talked about Hardy. Like, do I like Hardy? Hey, it's all right. Um, but I bought a Laney Wilson t-shirt and hat. Fire hat. That hat so freaking dope. Fire hat. My favorite hat ever. I mean, I can't blame you. <laughs> but uh, Brittany was shocked. She was like, you didn't buy it? I was like, no. Laney Wilson gear, man. <laughs> like having the titles on that song where the Mockingbird and the Crow, having the country songs lowercase mm-hmm. and the rock songs like that's craftsmanship. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That, and it's the things like that that most people aren't going to be like, whatever. You yeah. Know? But to me, I was like, that's a solid idea. Exactly. I What's thought he it trying was to do great. Like that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the pre planning that goes into that. Because I don't think that's just a spur of the moment that's idea. That's not something that's, he no, just came up exactly. with. Exactly. Like that's that's marketing your album. That's advertising it. That's That's putting a lot of love into it. And that's also something for the fans too. Yes, that's just like you see a, you hear a, a lot of artists talk about. You know, we've had this song recorded for ten years, but it finally fits an album that we put out. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, how many of these songs that we've been listening to and absolutely love were just on the shelf for a decade? Mo- I would say most of the new music coming out is that way. I and I won't say too. Uh, people that are underrated that don't get the attention they need marcus king oh, yeah God, got a whole yes. playlist dedicated marcus, his left and his right hand pays his bills you know what i mean <laughs> like he's got it going on and there's another band i found too i don't know if you've ever heard of him but ghost hounds Mm-mm. nope it's a black male vocalist and he bud d when he's got I mean, he got that soul but mm-hmm. it's got you can tell heavily influenced by skinner heavily influenced southern rock but man it is just Last train to nowhere, Ghost Hounds. Y'all check it out. I'm telling you. If, the, like, mm. if this doesn't tell you how little or how little attention I pay to like social trends with music before TikTok was a thing, uh, Billy Strings came on a playlist of mine one day, and I'm like, oh, he's freaking dope. And then I go search him, and dudes are like selling out Red Rocks and all stuff already. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, where have I been? Yeah. Like, what planet? Have you ever had that moment? Where you're like, a buddy of mine what planet me. are we on? A buddy of mine showed me Billy Strings back a long time ago when it's him and the Frodo-looking guy with the backpack on dancing yeah. in the background playing Dust in a Baggy, and I was like, whoa, this guy's good. Like, when I saw he even sold out Orion, I was like, okay. Yeah, we got to go right. to a show there, apparently. Yeah. I've heard that that is, like, the venue right now. Speaking of venues, Justice, if Runaway Ronda blows up, okay, what's the dream venue? Red Rocks. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Got to be the go-to. Hang on. I'm about to show you guys something. Uh, so I sent our drummer, Casey, somebody that was setting up to play there the other day, <clears throat> took a picture behind the drum kit. Anyway, I can't find it, but anyway. <laughs> first, first few rows, I'm like, nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Forget that. I'll, One scroll I'll, wasn't there. Yeah. I'll, I'll text it to you later. <laughs> I'll show you later. But a guy took a picture behind a kit. Uh, it was during the daytime when they were sound checking. It was behind the kit just looking out over Red Rocks. And I said, this is our view in six years. Hell yeah. And he said, let's do it. 
I'll be there. I'll I'll, I'll drive back to Colorado. Mark my words, I, and and I hate to even say it, but if we if we play anywhere of any significance, y'all will have backstage passes and tickets. This I'm, is on record. My God, we're there. It's on record. But listen, the no matter how big we ever get, I always am going to be justice. Yeah, I want. I don't care who it is. I want to be approachable. I want to be. Hey, I can relate with him. I, my daddy was a welder, or so and so. You know, I, he's cool. You know, relatable. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about this generation that we've kind of fallen into with musicians because they're the same way. Right. They don't. They don't big boy you. We we all we all put our pants on the exact same way, one leg at a time. And I I never want to be like, I'm somebody. You know, you yeah. can't talk. Y'all came like, here to see me. And just like, and that's what prop respects to. His name's Chris Engel, Oliver Anthony. Yeah. He canceled a show because they were charging too much for tickets. Yep. Yeah. And then booked a bigger venue. It was like a 6,000-seat venue and sold tickets for 25 bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, we all, we're all, and he gets it. You have to work hard for that money. Yeah. That is not given to you. No. Still driving the shows in that Tahoe we talked about on Rogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, did, did y'all listen to that? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you ought to just, pack it full of your weed since you quit smoking and sell the <laughs> suburban with the weed in it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, people like, like back when I first started getting really into country music, like when you go see like Luke Bryan or Florida Georgia Line or Al, then you're like, ain't no way I'm sniffing that guy's freaking air coming down wind from him. Right. But these days you see people like Co going out early in the day talking, even Luke Combs doing the same thing. What did, what did y'all take on Co? I love Co. You do? I love Co. I'm a fan, yeah. Okay. I I, I, I like him too. I, Musically, like, I mean, he's far from the best. No, yeah. I just feel like. Do you, Put it, on a show. Y'all though. correct me if I'm wrong. I, I feel like he's almost trying to be trashy at this point. I don't know. Do that, you feel that way? Uh, that story he, Parker told about him before they both blew up. I've not done a lot of research, so. Yeah, I think this is. I think that's just, that's who just him? he is. Yeah, Parker said he was like what he fought a raccoon. He's that he like he's that trashy son of a bitch that just hey, somebody said, "Hey, bud, he 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 here's might a be from around sum here. Of money, <laughs> go do that out there." Yeah, yeah, he might be from around here. Yeah, uh, that, that story Drake's talking about at one point of it, uh, he was crawling on hands and knees across a four lane highway. Yeah, and this is we've all been there. 2014, this is when they were sleeping in a van. Yeah, 2015. Have y'all seen his cover he did of the truth? Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorites, by the way. And see, he can sing. Like that's what I was surprised by live. Like he can actually sing. He's got a voice on him. I like him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not my favorite. I've but. got a, I've got a working theory. So his real name's Roper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. And I think when this deal is up, I think that's what he's gonna do is drop the the Co Wetzel persona. Yeah. And, and start going. Roper. More Texas country authentic. Yeah. Uh, 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 what's the word? I'm Authenticity. There we go. Sorry, I veered off that road, and and, and oh, now no. we're you've, hey. you've just opened up another can of worms. I yeah. want to talk about. Let's do it. Red dirt country. Yeah, that need that that is to me like cross Canadian ragweed. Yep, is it? Yeah, I can hear Alabama come on, and I, I will have to pull over. <laughs> like I'm. I've got to stop driving just so I can listen. To, you know, it's like, turn the radio down. It's, it's raining. It's the new CCR. <laughs> yeah. 
If my buddy Joe's listening, he's fi- he's probably geeking out because it's like he's probably like they're finally mentioning Cody Canada. <laughs> Cody Cody Canada, yep. Yeah. I mean, but cross Canadian ragweed as a whole is something like, and I feel like that's how a lot of people feel about Zach Bryan. Is when they hear him come on, they're like, man, this is just here we go. It just stops you. Mm-hmm. And man, I can like on a cloud cross Canadian ragweed. I like it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. If your music can make my hair stand up, and and they are one of the few. That do it, and we don't play any of their songs, and I don't know why. Now that I'm saying that, you get on it. We got to. I think we're gonna next practice. We're gonna, and I know the boys are listening. Alabama cross Canadian ragweed. Go listen to it. So, uh, I don't know like how closely you follow, but uh, back in July, I went to Texas, and I went to Billy Bob's. Oh yeah, I saw Randy Rogers and Wade Bowen. That is man, and like Pat Green. Yeah, I'll forever be jealous of that. Pat Green, people sleep on Pat Green. My aunt was a huge fan of him back when he was like how 49 is right now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you need to go listen to him. And I was like, nine. Like, okay. And see, <laughs> the other thing I love is some of these newer guys, like within the past 10 years or so, they, they're they giving the guys that came before them still a space. Absolutely. Like Cody Jinks bringing out Clint Black. Yeah. doing a, Recording a song with him. Absolutely. Like he probably, I think he took him to Red Rocks with him. That's bitching. Yeah, like, I would have killed a been at that show. Killing time, boy. <laughs> what you talking about? And like, Shane going to have to get that cowboy hat back out. Yeah. <laughs> like, he brings Mark Chestnut out there with him. He brought that's Chris cool. Christopherson with him one time. Like, that's what I like to see is them not forgetting stuff like that. Even Zach Bryan just merely mentioning Travis Stewart, even though it was, like, for wrong reasons, but still. Got a way to tie it back in. Mm-hmm. People brought it. Like, people looked at it. Genuine, yeah. That's, that's me, man. I always want to be... If you see me somewhere, like if I'm in Coleman or whatever eating dinner, like Tyler Childer was the other day, like people said he wouldn't talk to anybody. Like mm-hmm. he's like, there with his family though. Yeah, but even still, I, and you I know you got to kind of you got to kind of weed it out. But I, I'm not going to be like blowing you off ever. I don't think exactly. I, I will always have at bare time. minimum give me a hey man, you know pleasure to meet you too. Yeah, I'm eating with my family. You know if you don't mind. Yeah. Absolutely. That. I'm not going to not speak. Exactly. Well, that's like not even, he's not a country artist, but MGK, this one dude posted a Twitter video just blasting. He was like, I tried meeting MGK and he just blew me off, told me to F off, blah, blah, blah. And then MGK like commented, like tweeted him back. He's like, yeah, bro, because the first thing you do is throw a uh, phone in my face and ask for a picture. It's like, you didn't ask how my day was going, how I'm doing. Hey, nothing. Yeah. You're treating me like an object and not mm-hmm. a person. That's what a lot of people lose sight of, especially these days. Like, yeah. let's throw my phone up and take a selfie. Like, dude, if I met, like, Luke Combs, per se, I'd start asking him, like, have you been fishing lately? <laughs> Play golf yeah. lately? I let's- think I have one of the best, like, meeting a famous person stories. Let's hear and, it, because I got handling it well. It's the 2010 SEC Championship game. No, you don't like talking football. That's fine. Go ahead. Mulligan. Went to take a piss. Walked into the bathroom. There's a line, obviously coming out of the place. Look over at the stall. You know the you know the the uh, the men's urinal. It's rule. just a yeah yeah. Well, you know that goes out the window when there's 75 people in line and there's 15 it urinals. W- it wasn't a trough, was it? No, no. Okay, no, no. those are the worst. The ice in it. <laughs> but there's a large individual and two urinals open beside him, and nobody's wanting to approach either one of them. I'm 20. No, I'm just 20. I wasn't even 21 yet. <laughs> so I just bebop right up to the urinal, whip it out, start taking a leak. Full disclosure, I'll look. 
I'll go ahead and tell you. I'm going to look. I got to. I'm going to look. Just to I, see. Exactly. Because he's up there. He's, he's up got, there. He's got the view. And I need to know. He's checking you out. Exactly. So I look over and I'm like, damn. I got to see what that's attached to. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. It's Charles Barkley. I can imagine he's bringing the heat. So I took the <laughs> quickest piss of my life. Rifle that thing off because I saw him walk up to the sink. Charles Barkley washes his hands after he pees. I feel like that's good information for people to know. Good yeah. to know. So I just walked up to the sink beside him, looked over. I said, Sir Charles, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you, buddy. Wash my hands. As we're walking out of the bathroom, hope you have a great day. Mind if I get a picture real quick? He said, yeah, buddy, come on. Put his arm around me. We snapped a picture, shook his hand, went to walk off. Thousand people flooded him. Yeah. Last thing he said, I always remember. Last thing he said as I'm walking off, you see what the f*** you started? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Who's you can cut that person, part out. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Who's the fam- most famous person you met? Dale Jr. Mm. Nice. That's, That's a good on one. up there. That's a good one. I love his podcast. Yeah. Me too. Uh, y'all listen to it? Shoot, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a big uh, YouTube guy. Okay. So if if I have the option to watch a podcast, that's what I'm gonna do. So you know, I come from a racing background. Yep. Um. So that was. Dale Jr. download was it for a yeah. long I mean that's what started me on podcast was Dale Jr. download but met him at Talladega one year <clears throat> we had hell of a venue garage passes and was just walking around me and my wife as before kids and I had on you know I was I was decked to the nines with my vintage Earnhardt apparel as you should because I don't I don't play around when it comes to daddy Earnhardt no. okay we got an Earnhardt flag hanging in the shop and we look at it when we practice. Miss you three. Always. Do it for Dale. Um, anyways, made a tear come up there. I'll yep. <laughs> hit a heartstring now. Yeah. So Dale Jr. was walking around, and I had on a pair of gargoyles like Earnhardt said. I mean, I bought them off eBay. I mean, yeah. I spent the money on them. And you got to. I mean, they were Dale Earnhardt Signature Edition. Mm-hmm. Had his signature down the side. We're walking around. I said, babe, that's, that's Dale Jr. Jr. That's Dale Jr. And he goes, Man, I like him glasses. I'm like, mm, I'm about to get, oh. Me and too. Goes, Don't talk to him. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I walk up. I'm like, man, it, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. Really, I, I have no words right now because I never thought this day would come, but what a fantastic sight seeing yeah. you before me. And he was like, man, let me sign something for you. And Alicia was like, give him your glasses. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> he goes, I noticed those. That, that's something like my daddy used to wear. And he goes, I, I'll sign them and I'll get you another pair. Boy, take yeah. them off. I've yeah. still got them in a case. Hell yeah. Dale wow. Jr. right on the lens. Did he ever get you the, sent me another pair? My God, what a guy. That's sick. Come what from a guy. Come, come from uh, Junior Racing Enterprises God. in a box. And I will. That's so dope. They're on the visor of my, I wear them to shows. Oh, when that's we play, awesome. When we play live, I wear, those are the glasses. I that's wear. what I was hoping. I was hoping you wouldn't say they're still in the box. No, no I wear, I mean, yeah. when we're playing, I mean, you got to do it for exactly. Dale. Exactly. Brother. Do it for Dale, baby. God yeah, gets him fired up. We do a rendition of the ride. David Allen Coe's the ride. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but yeah. we remix it, and I crawled across the road cage and he fired that Chevy up. You know what I mean, <laughs> boy? I'll go, I'll go drag race somebody in the parking lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Better stop me. <laughs> Did you race at Sayre? That's where most of my wins came nice. from. Yeah, old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. You grew up in the Sayre, Alabama? We just spent weekends. Oh yeah, there. yeah. We, uh, I've got. Which I, I race street stock mostly. Um, I've ran modifieds, late models. 
all kind of stuff. But that's where. So the last win I got. Let's see. Here's some pictures I'll show y'all. This. So this car, my dad built the year I was born. Wow. Damn. He raced that car at Birmingham, and uh, sold it to a guy's name's Frank Connor. He now owns the car, and uh, this was the big Trot Dog 100 race here. So this was a 100 lap street stock yeah. race. We, we won, and uh, but anyways. Oh, we weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I zoomed in for you guys. No, but anyways, my dad built the car in the 90s, and uh, the car owner that bought it from my dad, he still has it. And he called me up and was like, hey, man, I, I'm the guy that's got your dad's old race car. I'd love to get it ready, and let's go race it. Yeah. First race out with it, I won. And uh, seeing my dad in the window after the race, I mean – my dad is just a that'll open the floodgates he's a hard a yeah and he don't cry but he come to the window and let that window net down just face full of tears he said i'm so proud of you and that that was when i knew i was like i've done everything that i want to do in racing yep yeah this is it if i quit right now i will be happy man exactly and um i mean i was in diapers when he built this car Mm -hmm. that's nuts and uh, we got it back we still i still got it it ain't going nowhere. No. Um, no, it shouldn't. But he, uh, and we won, we raced four races with that car two years ago. Won all four of them. Nice. Ran a fifth one, broken axle. So we were leading when we broke. And, uh, but man, it's, that, that's what I'm talking about. Racing will take you to your highest highs and your lowest yeah. lows. But seeing my dad, uh, after that race, that's pretty much it. That was yeah. it. You know, that was the that was the mountain peak. Yeah, because that's why I raced is because I wanted to be just like my dad. Yeah, and that was it for me. <laughs> but I'm very sentimental. That's like I bought the house he grew up in. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm raising my girls in the same land him and his brothers were raised on, and and that 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 kind of stuff matters to me. Mm-hmm. Some people that don't, but you don't sell your granddaddy's land. Mm-hmm. You keep your granddaddy's gun. If it was your daddy's, you keep it. Yep. Yeah. We passed me a liquid death, please, sir. Yeah. You've uh you've accomplished quite a lot. Just to be twenty seven. I appreciate it. That's I mean, when I was twenty seven I feel like I was really just kinda getting my crap together. I just don't slow down and my wife hates me for it. She don't hate me, but she you know, I I, I have to be busy. And I mean I'm all like I said, my mind's always running and you know, if somebody – and I'm not saying I'm done racing at all. Like, a couple of weeks ago, we won in that little mod light car, um, which was cool because it's, like, the most fun I've ever had with my clothes on, I think. <laughs> they are a handful. No power steering. GSX-R1000 motor. We showed up. I was driving a car for another guy. So, here's the cars I'll show y'all. Sorry you guys can't see it on the feed, but okay, they're, like, half-scale cars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tiny. Looks like the little ones you get, like, in a Hot Wheels box. Yeah. I mean, so this is, I mean, the car there. Well, and that one definitely had more veins than I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of pictures of those on my phone. Anyway, <laughs> no. So my my best friend, Jeremy Williams, he, he's been driving for another guy. And uh, we, we took these two cars. And we got another car ready to take. We didn't know how it would do. But he was in the running for the points championship. He was just running the the chant, you know, the the series for fun because he's got another car that he races to. But, anyways, he was like, "Hey, we need another car in the field. Will you drive Kevin's other car? He's he's cleared it. 
and let's see how you do. I said, man, I ain't never drove one of these. He goes, there's a hand, there are a handful. We just need you for a field filler. Come out there, just have some fun. Well, hell yeah, I'm down. So we get in it. It's got a brand new motor in it. The car I'm driving does. And I go out there and qual- out-qualify Jeremy, who has been winning most of the races. And he was like, man, what the hell? <laughs> well, hey, you told me to have fun. You said go. You said go. I thought you said go, Bo, go, you know. So you said no, Bo, no. His car has been cutting off all day in practice and they're motorcycle motors so they have a sensor in them that's a lay down sensor so mm-hmm. if you lay the bike down the motor cuts off mm-hmm. we get the sensor taped up but it was right where it was before we didn't know if it was going to fix it well he's racing for a championship and he says man i hate to do this to you i was like drive it you drive my car i'll drive yours it's okay it's, it's no problem I'm, I'm here for fun you're here for a championship yeah he's driving the car i've been driving we go out i start dead last he goes in the first corner they take it three wide on him, and he knocks the right front off. In the pits, he goes. I'm still in the back. I'm yeah. like, well. So we start logging laps. There was twin features that night. Uh, this was a 30-lapper followed by a 50-lapper. I'm just logging laps and pass two guys, pass another guy. I'm sitting second. I'm like, ah, you boy got a shot here. Yeah. And, I, you know, you can see in the pits. And I look up on the trailer, and Jeremy's just like, you got it. Go. go Throw his hand go. up. You know, go, buddy. This is you. You're willing it. And uh, the guy in front of me, we're halfway. The guy in front of me, he's he's got about six cars on me. He's got a good little lead. We come out of turn two, he loops it on his own. I'm like, I'll be. Out drove it. Damn. I am up front. Yep. Let every lap there on out and held off the guy. Hold the on the tight, number baby. one contender was just pow, pow, beating my back bumper off every corner. He come up to me in victory lane. In victory lane he said, man. You weren't supposed to be able to do that. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you've never drove this car or one of these cars at all, and you just won. Hell, He's like, and I tried, to, I tried to beat the brakes off of you, and I was like, you's behind? just let me know you're behind me, yeah. cuz. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I knew. you but, still back there. So I won in his car. Then after that race, we fixed and rebuilt. I took the lower control arm off of the other car, heated it up with a torch, beat it back out on a buddy of mine's truck. We rebuilt the front end of that car in the pits. I went out and finished third with that car in the next race. Good God Almighty. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, that's Boy can drive. Hey, you know, that's some of the things I think I was just born with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like guitar I've, and singing, I've had to teach myself. But driving, I think I come out of the womb holding a steering wheel. It's so, expen- it's so expensive, though. And and if you're not an Earnhardt or a Petty or, a, you know, somebody if with – If you ain't in the bloodline. I could go race for Kyle Busch Motorsports tomorrow if one of y'all would stroke me a $4 million check. Oh, that's it here. Hold on. That's it? You got it? Let me go to the glove box All right, quick. cool. Let me go it. dig up some gold right quick. <laughs> but that's what, not to get off on this, but that's what's ruined the sport. There's still some good racing. I like the stage racing thing, but I don't, it's not, cup racing is not what it was in the 90s. No. Back then you could race your way in. You know, you, you people would go, scouts would go to these small tracks and be like, hmm, that boy got it. Let's put him in my put race car. In, yeah. And that's what I held on to for a really long time. You're just waiting to get seen. And then I started realizing, like, ain't nobody coming to Sayre. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming to Montgomery. Ain't nobody coming to Huntsville. The Thunderdome. Yep. <laughs> Nobody's going there. <laughs> Except for the police. Take your ass to jail. But then, you know, it, I come to find out all it takes is money. And, we, you know, my dad did a lot for me and put me in a race car and, and funded it for a long time. And he was like, hey, I'm going to have to start letting you do this. And, I mean, it's only fair. And I was like, man, this ain't adding up. No. Oh. We putting out a lot more than we bringing in. I mean, tires are eight hundred dollars a set. Fuel is one hundred fifty dollars a gallon, and you got to have that just about every week, and it mm-hmm. pays three hundred to win. 
Math ain't mathin'. You don't do you it. Ain't gotta you, don't, go, you don't do it for the money. No, yeah. you ain't got to go to the fifth semester at Cordova to figure that math out. <laughs> That's that old common sense right there. <laughs> that don't come cheap. No. Yeah. But man, uh, you live quite a life, and you ain't even like a third over. Yeah, I guess so. I, I will say if the second half, or well, the second two-thirds, I hope. Yeah. Is as eventful as the first out of the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. If if the rest of the game's as fun as the first half has been, uh we got a we got a hell of a ride on our way. Something's gonna hit you before you thirty. I hope so, man. I appreciate that. And yeah. I, I hope I hope it's the music because like I said, I followed my dad's dream for a long time. And this is my dream. Now you're setting your own path. And uh and, and like I said, I've got I've got a fantastic crew at the table with me. Yeah. And if anybody's gonna be able to do it, it's gonna be these guys. You know, you got a good work ethic. You, you going into the music business with a the work ethic already developed in your, yeah, just mentality. And we're all that way. And it's a yeah. game changer. A lot of you know, there may be better musicians than us, but nobody will outwork us. There you go. Yeah, and you need to. That's yeah. that's the way you need to be these days. Yeah. Bug. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to attack. Purse recording outside. <laughs> Whooped his ass. Hey, at least it ain't hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but dude, that might be the next investment for the podcast. One of those little salt guns. Start popping these bad start boys. That end up bad. <laughs> be shooting each other. Yeah, straight mid sentence, just sitting there eating them. Oh, <laughs> uh, I do think you got something coming good your way. Thank you, man. With just the the trajectory you're on, like, thank you. You're gonna play the right show at the right time. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope and it's coming gonna, up. It's gonna be nuts. That's what we're hoping for, man. I'd, and I'd like to get. Uh, and we'll be there backstage at Red Rocks. Thanks, man. I'd like to uh, somehow figure out how to get us uh, three more microphones and get the rest of the band on here one day. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> we make, I mean, we can rig it up. Trust oh, me. yeah. Because I told them, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm like, man, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded with all of Smashley one time. That was five deep, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got to do that. We got to get a whole yeah. the whole Runaway Ronda crew in here. Oh, yeah. I can make it happen. Because I'm telling you, like, I got some funny stuff, but these boys... Especially Daniel, man. He's got some stuff that y'all could talk about forever. <laughs> and see, that's what I love is just organic conversation. That with just local yeah. artists. Yeah. If we had the time, we would start our own because some of the conversations we get off on, we're like, how did we end up here? <laughs> just like with tonight, like I was like, hey, I want to try recording you play music and see how it sounds. So now I know it works. Sorry, Donnie. We'll do it next time you come on. Yeah. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, I, I love me some Donnie Glenn too. The best. Hey, hang on, shout out to him before we before we close. Uh, Donnie is who gave me my start playing live music. Really? He uh, let me sit in and play three songs for him at the barn one night. And when he was battling all that cancer stuff, man, and I'm so glad he beat that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's a tough customer, man, and I, I love. I will forever be grateful for Donnie because he called me up and was like, "Hey, man, I've been watching your videos on Facebook. I'm playing at the barn. Come come sing three or four. Yeah, I'm like, man, I don't know. And I went to the Shell station right up the road before that and shit my brains out because I was so nervous. <laughs> that is undisclosed information. There. You have to listen for that's, a long that's time. Peeling to the curtain that. back, right there. that's peeling the curtain back. Yeah, but he, uh, he, he is who like told me I could do it. Yeah, he was like, yeah, man, you know, you're good. And that was what I battled with so long. Like nobody's gonna come listen to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, dude, you got this. And let yeah. me play three songs with his guitar and his equipment. And I was like. I'm gonna do okay. it. I'm gonna do it. So shout out to Donnie. I appreciate Love you. Love him. Yep. So before we close now, yeah. 
plug all your socials uh if you got shows coming up oh yeah um at runaway ronda on everything tiktok instagram facebook all of our upcoming shows are posted on facebook um our next hometown show for our hometown listeners is october 7th at big daddy t's we've got a wedding to play this weekend and then october 7th we will be here and then november 17th 18th we'll be at the tin roof birmingham two night run there uh, friday and saturday so no excuse to not come see us there yeah Mm -hmm. november 4th will be in memphis memphis tennessee um and we got more upcoming shows but just hit us up on facebook uh look at all of our events what we got coming up and follow our tiktok because uh our bass player daniel he's over the tiktok and he's all the time posting some funny stuff of us (laughs) and and like kind of behind the scenes of Mm -hmm. who we are and what we do as we set up and things like that so check us out go follow them please yeah. justice dude i'm glad we got you on dude. yeah man it was a pleasure yes sir. pleasure thank y'all for having me we knew this was gonna be a good old time at crawfish the other night yeah i was like this is gonna be a fire pod <laughs> <laughs> but man i appreciate you coming for real yeah thank y'all thank y'all anytime y'all want me back just holler at me i'll, I'll come sit and talk as long as y'all let me Shit, yeah if shane's running late next time i'll just text you man. there you go come okay on over. yeah yeah <laughs> all right man i appreciate you coming again uh Folks, y'all go check out Runaway Ronda. I got to witness them at Foothills Festival. Acoustic. And they were impressive. So let's imagine what a full band set's like. We won't have to imagine long. Nope. October 7th. There you go. (laughs) We'll see y'all there. Folks, if that jar is not empty. Pass that thing around. Love your neighbor. Talk to someone different than you. And we'll see you next time on Pass the Jar.